What's up, friends? I'm Tara P, and you're listening to Positive Perspectives. Well, guys, how is it going out there? Happy Wednesday, hump day. We've made it halfway through the week. We're almost through this month. It's pretty crazy to think about, but I feel like I don't have anything too exciting that has been going on with me lately or anything to update on that's anything outside the usual, just besides getting my life in order, like I feel like I'm constantly doing, wedding planning. Uh, Oh, the only new thing that I would say is I can officially now call my guest closet my podcast closet because our last roommate moved out, so Rance and I are officially empty nesters. And it's been great having a roommate. There are so many perks, but we were just kind of ready to have our own space. I guess shouldn't speak for him. I was kind of ready just to have my own space, just for like little situations and things. Like even when I just record this podcast, when I do it, I like to do it out of the guest closet, but this guest closet shares a wall directly with my roommate's old wall. And so if he was ever home hanging out in that room, I always felt really weird recording. Like not that this is what he would be doing, but that he could just be hearing me on the other side of the wall talking to myself and then I would get in my head and feel really uncomfortable and yeah, so I would put take myself to my old closet, sit on the floor and just set up in there. But it's just like those little things, those little moments that I'm just very excited. It didn't matter what time I was getting ready to record, I could just sit down and just chat whenever and just say whatever. So that was exciting. Only other thing I want to mention real quick is I just want to remind you guys, if you are in the Boise area and a woman, I would love to invite you to the Women Wonderland and Empowerment Night that I'm going to be hosting with the Beauty Boost Boise, like I said, Wednesday, April 28th from 6.30 to 8.30 at Potter Wines. And it's just going to be an opportunity. We're going to have eight amazing panelists with a variety of different backgrounds just to kind of hear what they've learned through their journeys, how they got to where they're at, maybe provide some inspiration inspiration, knowledge, drop little nuggets for you guys. And then there's also going to be different vendors there that they're going to have some free items, some giveaways, some shopping you guys can do. So it's just going to be a good excuse to get out of the house, get your girlfriends, drink some wine, and come meet me if you haven't yet. You guys can find tickets in my bio at Positive Perspectives Podcast. And yeah, like I said, I would love to see you guys there. So for this week's episode, you guys will hear, but I have Alicia, and she lives in the UK. We connected through Instagram, and I titled this episode, Finding Security in Yourself, and you guys will kind of hear how we got there, but I really loved this topic because something we talk about is just being more in tune with your body, kind of listening to what your body needs, and then responding and reacting, and It was crazy. While I was editing this episode yesterday, there was literally a time I was sitting there and I was like, goodness, I am so thirsty. And then my next thought was, but I don't want to get up and stop what I'm doing, so I'm just going to ignore it. While she was literally saying, we need to get more in tune and listen to our body and what it needs and to respond. And if I wasn't hearing that message at that moment, I probably would have just ignored my body and just kind of pushed through and then maybe not had water before I went to bed and then woke up dehydrated. And so I was so glad I listened to that because I I paused my editing. I got up, took like the 15 seconds it was and got my water and I'm sure my body really thanked me. So I just know it's something that I need to work on and to be more aware of just how my body is feeling and how it's being affected by different circumstances, food, 
people, environments, like whatever it is. I just, I tend to just go, go, go. And I don't always listen to that. So this was just the reminder that I really needed. And I hope that you guys maybe need it too. So please sit back and enjoy this episode with our guest, Alicia. All right, friends. So today with me, I have Alicia Halpin. And how are you today, Alicia? Hi, I'm really, really good today. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Thank you so much for jumping on even a little earlier than we planned. Um, So Alicia is in the UK and I'm really bad at time conversions. Apparently this is the second time I've done that. So I need to figure that out, but we connected through social media. She has an amazing, inspiring positivity Instagram page that's called world of wellness. And so just started chatting through there, but in her day-to-day life, she is a scientist. And so got to hear about her life story a little bit, but I'm excited to just get to hear the full life story. And so let's just kind of go back to the beginning and share with everyone and myself, where did you grow up and who and how would you describe yourself as a kid? Uh, Yeah, so I grew up in, you probably tell from the accent, Liverpool, um, home of the Beatles in the UK. And I would say probably as a kid, I was probably more, I was very free spirited. Um, very free-spirited and as and with any kid you've got a lot of innocence about you since as a child and I grew up with two amazing sisters who have always supported me and, and are my best friends in life and have been throughout my entire life and an amazing mum and dad who do everything that they can for all three of us um, so I'd say I've had like a, a really happy and loving and quite a privileged upbringing just in the environment that I've been in um yeah and just amazing extended family like grandparents and a lot of a lot of happy memories um as a kid yeah Yeah. where do you fall in your sibling um lineage middle I'm a middle child me (laughs) too oh yeah (laughs) amazing yes I think some people think like oh middle child syndrome like that must be really tough but it hasn't been personally for me. I'm definitely a mummy's girl. Um, yeah, it's definitely not been that hard for me in terms of middle child. Um, but yeah, like I think it's because I've got such a great relationship with my family anyway and my sisters. So Did you all get along growing up? Uh, yeah, we did. I used to have a couple of arguments with my older sister particularly. But I think like just like the normal family arguments. But then since we've gotten older... Um, we've definitely gotten a lot closer like we're we're very very tight now as a a trio (laughs) yeah that sounds very similar but I feel like we definitely had a good amount of sibling rivalry growing up to where being the middle child I felt like it kind of taught me to be like the mediator and like the one who like listens and so I feel like it that did shape me is being the middle child is like people coming to me and being able to listen and offer different perspectives. hundred <laughs> percent. I could not agree more, honestly. I think definitely as the middle child, I a hundred percent have become the mediator in life now. Uh, that's a hundred percent come from the siblings that I have. Um, yeah. And being that one that helps solve problems and helps try and fix things. And yeah, I think you, you get a little bit because you are an older sibling and you are a younger sibling. So you kind of have two sides of the same coin. And I do definitely think that it does, it does shape you as a person. I think most <laughs> middle, middle child, the same. 
Yeah, definitely. And what were some of your interests like growing up? Were you involved in like sports or um, uh, arts or anything like that? Yeah, I was kind of dipped in and out of a lot of things. So I think classic British child went to dance lessons. <laughs> um, but I don't think it lasted very long. I was definitely more on the adventurous side of things. Um, so I did Taekwondo for about oh. five or six years when I was younger. Um, probably one of my biggest regrets in life is giving it up because I went to high school. Um, so I think in in high school, you're constantly worried about like, well, what are people gonna say? Like people gonna, and I think I was very influential at that point. So I ended up giving it up, but I definitely think that maybe I'll take it up again. Don't know, we'll see. But yeah, yeah. 100% was very, quite adventurous as a child. Again, I, completely related into my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> I do um, big brother, big sister. And my little sister does Taekwondo. And she just tells me like the life lessons that she learns from Taekwondo is something that she hopes that she never wants to give up because she feels like she's just gaining so much more than like the skill of the moves that they're doing. It's like the life lessons that she's gaining from it. So I think that's really cool in a sport that like they really try and teach that to their students yeah and there's constant growth in in like martial arts to taekwondo obviously you'll know that you get your belts when you get to certain stages you'll get a higher belt um and it, i think it teaches you discipline and it teaches you that if you work on something hard enough you'll be rewarded um so yeah 100 percent think taekwondo definitely helped me to realize that hard work does actually pay off um, and you're not going to be given anything for free. Yeah. And you said that you might even want to dabble back in it these days. Is it something that it was hard to give up at the time? Or was it just because you were going through that time where like the social pressure of things just made it kind of simple? Yeah, I think that it was, I think it was a hard decision. So I remember saying to my dad, I don't want to do it anymore. Well, I never actually said that. What I was doing is the days that I had my Taekwondo classes, I'd be like, oh, I don't feel well. Oh, I can't bother today. Or, oh, I'm going out with my friends today. And it was purposely trying to avoid it to a point where he was like, come on now, like I'm paying for this. So what's going on? Um, and then I was like, I just don't, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, and I think, and he tried to like get me to keep going. And I was like, no, no. So I made him speak to my instructor um, and tell him like that I didn't want to do it anymore. And then my instructor was like, okay, like it's that's like a shame, but like it's always open, like she can always come back. Um, and then I think when he realized that I wasn't going to come back because I was in my little high school bubble of trying to be cool. Um, and he was like, okay, well, if you just give us like the kit back. Um, and then I made my dad go and drop the kit off as well. And I was like, you come with me. So I was in the back of the car, like trying to hide. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely something that I think, I think even as I was giving it up, I was like, Alicia, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, potentially we'll get back into it. I might reach out to them actually. Yeah, that's cool. But at that time, I mean, just a shift in priorities. I feel like that's just so common. Like when you're going through high school and doing things that are cool is like, or doing things that aren't cool. It's like, I don't want to do that. I'd rather go hang out with my friends and, you know, be social. And so I can totally see. And then I think that's interesting that you almost didn't want to be the one to bring it up, but like you were kind of like self-sabotaging yourself. I think that's also something that we do sometimes, but it's interesting to kind of look back and have a uh, hindsight perspective. 
Oh, 100%, 100%. And like thinking about it now, trying to be like in high school and be like, oh yeah, like I didn't do anything like that. Like I'm a, I'm a proper girl now. Like, cause it, it was, it's very much like that in Liverpool. Like the girls are girls and the boys are boys. And it's very like, like you have to be like into getting your nails and your hair done. And I never really was into that. But I think you kind of put a facade on and thinking about it now, I'm like, how cool would it have been to be like the kids who is 11, 12, 13 with a black belt in Taekwondo? Like that was a mean cool. Why did I think it would not? But yeah, I, yeah, your perspective definitely switches. But at the time, I just think at that age, pretty influential. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're trying to find yourself at that age, but then find yourself while being so influenced by the people around you. It just makes it a very confusing time. And so what was the rest of your high school like? Was it fond memories? The thing that I think I've gotten from high school and I think most people can relate to is that they're probably the most, that's the time of your life where you're finding yourself um, and kind of finding your way into adulthood. Um, So high school for me was, it was a struggle, but I had like a, a good group of friends and um, I was very social and I just loved, like I always have loved getting to know people and um, trying to do my best at everything. So had I of not really throwing myself into high school, I probably wouldn't be in the position that I am now because that's kind of where I found out that I love science and I love helping people and um, that it's that I can be the person that I want to be and you're always going to have people who relate to you. Um, but yeah, it was, I do have quite fond memories of high school. I definitely some not so fond memories. Um, but yeah, definitely was uh, a time in my life, shall we say. Yeah. And so it sounds like you said that science was, or at least in high school, was kind of when you started to find your interest in that. And then you also mentioned that in Liverpool was kind of like the thing that women would get kind of glammed up. And so was science something that was not cool or cool for you to pursue or how did you get involved in science if that was maybe a little bit different than what people around you were doing yeah 100 percent um so yeah a lot of people around me were wanting to go into like arts or like beauty industry um a lot of like my friends and then I had some friends who wanted to go into like the likes of law um and more male orientated roles or what, what was considered then more male orientated. And I think that that's kind of where I, looking at them and then looking at me and what I liked in my life, that's kind of where I thought, you know you know what, being a woman or a girl at that point is not gonna hold me back in doing what I wanna do. Um, and I, still to this day, I'm very like all for women in STEM. Um, like I'm an ambassador for them as well. And it's something that's really important to me that I'm glad that I did as a child is not let people or not let the social norms or societal constructs tell me what I can and can't do as a as a woman but I think uh, yeah a lot of a lot of young girls definitely now especially in Liverpool um will maybe put their passion or what they're really interested in on a back burner because they'll think no people other people who look like me and talk like me and or a, is a woman and like they don't do that so I'm going to follow that path um so yeah I'm all for trying to influence the younger generation 
to realise like their power in that they can make their own decision for themselves and become who they want to be. That at the end of the day, they're the writers of their own book. Yeah. And did you have any like women inspirations or people that inspired you to kind of chase that dream? Because I mean, that is something hard to break that mold and just decide like, this is what I'm passionate about. And maybe there aren't a ton of women in STEM, but I'm going to pursue it. Or were you just so passionate you didn't care at that time? Um, I think that my high school teachers, so my science teachers, um, my, my main interest really in science was biology so my physics and chemistry were both male teachers and my biology teacher was a female and my main interest lay in biology and seeing her particularly I think she was a big influence on me and she she won't have a clue that that she was an influence on me that much and she's the one who helped me pick my course when I went to university Um, and she's kind of the one who led me onto that path like helped me find the path even that that was best for me um and then really just going to like open days we have over here at universities um going to like open days and seeing females who are in them roles and being like wow like this looks this looks amazing and this is definitely something that I want to do um and then my my family especially my mom have always been very like very strong-willed women um and very much so like if you want to do something then go out and get it go out and do it it doesn't matter if it's a harder battle for you than someone else because of anything like how the way I talk or like how I look or my gender it, it doesn't matter if you want something then go out and do it um so she was a massive role model for me as well and she she doesn't understand what I do I don't think she really she doesn't really get it um it's it's like a completely different world to her but like she had the tenacity to say to me like you can be whoever you want to be and I'll support you regardless of if I know what you want to do or not yeah um, so yeah 100% and then coming from a family with all girls as well I think we're all we all like to like big each other up and at the end of the day no one's going to put you on a pedestal you have to put yourself on your own pedestal and be your own biggest fan and I'm really glad that I grew around strong women who helped me learn that and helped me to develop that skill to be able to do that for myself yeah like that's exactly what I was going to say is it sounds like you've been surrounded by strong women your whole life and like you said, even if your mom doesn't know exactly what you do she was there to like plant that seed and plant that mindset within you that regardless of what your dreams are like if if you truly want it and believe it like you can you can achieve it and so I think that's amazing and so since you knew in high school science was an interest was it just known that I want to go to university from there? Yeah um, that's one thing that I was 100% sure and even when I was just starting high school is that I will be going to university. Um, it's I, I'm not sure how it works in America. I think you go to the col- to college, uh-huh. um, and I, like yeah, follow it from there. And but um, with the UK, especially when I was growing up, it was very much like you go to uni or you don't do anything. Like, what are you going to do if you don't go to uni? Like, you have to go. Um, and you can yeah, you kind of grow up with the pressure, and it, it, there is still pressure. It's it's not as pressurized now because there's like apprenticeships and other options that are available um 
we also have college over here, which is slightly different to your college. So it's like an intermediate um, step. So you don't get like a degree from it, but you can get all the qualifications. Um, so that there is a lot more options now for the younger generation, which is amazing. But yeah, when I was in um, school and then went to sixth form, it was very much so like, you are doing these steps for the end goal of university. Um, and it, the, the way it's kind of worked out is definitely in my favor that I kind of had that thought process because I can't physically do the job that I'm doing without my degree. Like I'm, I'm state registered, so I have to have that, the recognized degree to be in the role that I'm in. Um, so yeah, it, it is kind of, it's definitely a, a social norm over here to, to go to university on and it's it's very much pressure at the age of like 16 to 18 to figure out what you're going to do with your life for the rest of your life um so you, you do feel a pressure it's like you've got to get it right otherwise you've just wasted it's a it's a lot of money like I'm in a lot of debt when <laughs> 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 I'm going to university like a, a crazy amount of debt um so yeah it definitely is definitely was something that I always knew that I was going to do. Yeah. I mean, that sounds, I mean, at least similar to my story. That was kind of like, I always, it was expected out of us. That was just what you did. And then same now, maybe I just was unaware, but I feel like there's so many more options for people graduating um, high school to, like you said, go to a trade school or go to beauty school or go to just get in the work field or, you know, there's like so many different options now that it is, I think lovely that it's not just the, this is your one path in order to be successful and this is all you can do, which isn't the case. There's success in so many different areas and aspects that university college might not be necessary for. And so for you, was university something where like you left the town and you went somewhere different? Was it like a big transition or just like going to a bigger school? It was, I planned on it being a big transition. Um, and just before I went, I got diagnosed with glandular fever which wiped me out like I was I just I couldn't get out of bed um I was knackered all the time and it just completely knocked me out um the irony is that I went to Ibiza on a holiday with my family and picked it up from a swimming pool and what is that exactly (laughs) it's a viral infection so it's caused by an Epstein-Barr virus so basically it just it just attacks your your immune system and um it shows up as like a lump in your neck which is the main and it, it tends to happen 16 to 25 year olds, 16 to 13 year olds is the age gap it tends to happen. It's called the kissing virus because it's through saliva. That's the main transmission. Um, but yeah, I definitely did not get it from that. I, went, I got it from a swim pool, <laughs> just to clarify. Um, but yeah, so it, can, it just knocks you out. It's just not, it's not a very good viral infection. It can last for months up to years what was it like when it first affected you did you just get a lump or were you just had a high fever yeah so I was absolutely exhausted um all of the time and I kind of thought oh this is just because I've just finished my final exams with sixth form so I'm I'm preparing to go to university I've not really been behaving myself in terms of going to bed (laughs) at a regular time because I'm not that age where I'm going out all the time and I was, I was going out to town and going out with my friends a lot um, and drinking and like going to parties. And I just thought oh, it's probably just burnt myself out. And then I woke up one morning and I had a lump on my neck, like a massive lump on my neck. And I was like, right, okay, this is really weird now. 
and then I ended up booking in to see a GP because my boyfriend at the time had booked for us to go to Paris um, so I was like well, I want to see a GP before I go because I don't feel right um, so I had blood tests and yeah it came back as glandular fever which was um, not nice at all so yeah it just uh, just kind of knocked me out for a couple of months so I ended up luckily it happened before I had to kind of before I'd made the decision to go away for university so I was able to stay local and stay at home um, which was probably better for me in the long run so it just kind of meant your life needs to be be in bed, rest up, take care of yourself, um, get yourself better, and then just get to uni when you can't when you're feeling a bit better. So yeah, it wow. probably plays out probably plays out for the better. Really staying at home. Yeah, yeah. kind of made you put your life on pause and slow down for a little bit before you just kept pushing the gas pedal. And yeah, is it something that they gave you just like medication and you knew that it was like going to be for a certain amount of months or was it kind of like the unknown? It's very, yeah, it's very much the unknown um, with glandular fever. So the irony of it now is I diagnose glandular fever in my day job. Um, if we, if yeah, if we get, especially when I was working with adults, because a lot, obviously adults is from 18 upwards here. So a lot of like younger adults, ends up getting glandular fever so I was diagnosing quite a few a day and I was just thinking oh you poor thing because I know what it's like um but it's it's definitely one of them where you kind of just have to live with it for a bit there's nothing they can give you really for it they don't really give you antivirals I think it's kind of rule of thumb over here is you never really get antivirals for a viral infection because your body should be able to fight it off if you're fit and healthy um so yeah I didn't get any medication I just kind of was told rest don't drink um any alcohol and like just take care of yourself and listen to your body but it was definitely difficult like there was mornings when I'd get out of bed for university and I'd be like right okay I feel okay and then I'd get myself ready and then I'd I always in the morning if I'm leaving or the house or even right before I go to bed I always go and say to my mom good night or morning love you or see you later um and I'd, I'd go into my mom's bedroom and there was one time she was drying her hair so I sat on her bed um, to wait for her to finish drying her hair so I could say I'm going to uni now like see you later love you and she I woke up like seven hours later on her bed and um, so I just like <laughs> just like passed out so it was kind of it was very much like that like it was it just knocks you out um, it's not not a nice thing to have some people I think can get away with just feeling a little bit off um, but others it can completely wipe you out um, unfortunately I was one of the, the unlucky ones yeah. What was kind of your mindset like when you were going through that? Were you just trying to persevere or did it kind of knock your mindset out too? Yeah, it definitely did knock me a little bit. I think that was the start of me really struggling um, with who I am and like my life and what where I'm going because I was always on the go. I was always out. I was always social. Um, I ha- always had big plans and staying at home and it still still is to me to this day it's really hard for me to sit and not do anything um I just I struggle sitting in my own company sometimes because I my mind's constantly like right what can we do like or, or something pops into my head like a poem and I'm like right okay let's get this written down or, um, there's, there's always something that I feel like I could be doing so it definitely was difficult at that time to be like right okay you've started a new chapter in terms of starting university but you can't put yourself fully into it um it was definitely a bit of frustration for sure going on um but yeah 
I think I, you just have to, you just have to, you just have to let yourself heal. You have to let yourself recover. Um, if I could tell myself that now, then I would. Um, but yeah, at the time it was a real struggle to, to give myself what, what my body needed. Yeah. And at just an age where like you're getting excited to kind of like start your future and like grow into your adult life and then life just throws you a curveball and it's like, nope, actually you need to sit down. And were you able to like ask for help or to reach out to family or friends and kind of talk through what you were going through? Um, I, I definitely, at the time, my boyfriend at the time was like uh, a rock for me really um, in terms of like needing support. Um, so that was that was really nice to have that. Um, but I think in the in the grand scheme of things that you can't really rely on that one person. Um, and so I think I struggled through a lot of things that I, I kept in um, because you don't want to. Well, I didn't want to burden anyone with how I was feeling. Um, and then you kind of feel like you're, you're speaking to your lecturers or your tutors and you're trying to explain it to them. But you kind of sound like just you're being really lazy <laughs> so it was a it was a lot of like pressure I was putting a lot of pressure on myself um to still maintain my active lifestyle but then physically not being able to do that so then trying to catch up with myself um which probably didn't help my recovery in the in the long the long run really but yeah it was uh definitely a, definitely a struggle I definitely was at that stage in my life where I thought I could take on the world and I didn't need help from anyone. Yeah. And it's so hard through those times because I feel like if you just try to push through like your feelings and your emotions without processing them, life's going to be like, well, we're going to resurface this and bring it up at a different point and see if you'll talk about it at this point. Like life kind of keeps throwing, I feel like similar lessons to you until you kind of figure out how to like master that level of life or figure out that chapter it's like it's going to keep resurfacing itself until you kind of face it and so did you ever get to that point or were you able to just kind of push through and make it through your recovery um at the end I I would say 100% pushed through (laughs) um and it, it had a massive knock on effect I ended up getting a secondary diagnosis of um chronic fatigue syndrome related to viral illness so it ended up making me in the long run worse and more tired and I had to then deal with that um on top of recovering from glandular fever um and then I ended up getting a similar virus which presents like glandular fever but isn't glandular fever so then I had to recover from that um it, it was kind of like a domino effect and the irony the irony of that situation is if I was just allowed myself the time to heal I would have probably recovered a lot quicker um but it's definitely a lesson I've only recently learned in the past couple of months that when you are sick and there is literally nothing you can do about it you have got to let yourself heal you've got to listen to your body and give yourself what you need because at the end of the day you're with yourself 24 7 no one else is and so you're the only person that can give yourself the things that internally you need. Um, so yeah, that, that's only something that I've learned very recently. Yeah. And at that age, like you said, you kind of just want to be a normal 18, 20 year old, just hanging out with your friends and, and going out. And so I can imagine that'd be a really tough time to 
like listen to your body and listen to what it needs and kind of finding that balance of knowing that like we only have one body and clearly it's it wasn't responding well and just was like okay if we're not gonna if this isn't gonna have you listen then something else is is going to happen and so what point did it take until you started to listen to your body I mean you said it was kind of recently that that happened yeah definitely recently so I've been the past year yeah I've had like a on and off illness um and it's been a lot of like frustration and trying to push through especially like when I first got diagnosed at the beginning of last year um so it's kind of it's like on and off dizziness and like blackout kinds of episodes um and I pushed try, was trying to push through and uh recently was kind of like knocked out by it again at the beginning of this year for the seventh time in a year and it was only really around that time um that everything was kind of happening like everything everything that was happening felt negative and felt like heavy and I was carrying a lot um I had like losses in my family and just one thing after another and I ended up so I've I've had therapy for since I was 21 um and I ended up reaching out to my therapist and was just like I need to see you I need to see you I need I'm massively like I'm misaligned um I need like realigning I need to sort of like put everything back into perspective I need to remember the tools that you gave me like a year ago and to like move forward because I'm in a really like crap place right now and I think recognizing at that stage that I needed help and I needed someone to like help pull me up a little bit and I couldn't do it all by myself um, and then having a really supportive network as well so my colleagues um, and I all I had like a realization that do you know what like these things are going to happen in your life continues like you said things happen and happen and happen and happen until you learn the lesson of what's happening and the pattern of what's going on and I think it kind of just clicked one day um I went for a walk down the beach and I hadn't been able to go for a walk because I physically like couldn't stand up and I was I went for a walk one day and I felt okay and I felt like empowered and I kind of just clicked and I was just like you know what like no one is me I am the only me that exists and I need to take care of myself properly and reach out and like have all these positive support pillars in place um that are there for me and be able to really recognize the power in that and the power in being myself and I think from then I kind of started getting like better and better and better um to a point now where when things have happened like since then I think I'm in a lot a better like position a stronger position to know exactly what I need and what I need to do for myself um and I think there, there's power in that and there's power in vulnerability, which was something that I was so scared of when I was younger is being vulnerable. But the, the power in like being vulnerable and understanding that you aren't just a person, you are your mind, body, soul, spirit, everything, and it all talks to each other. Um, and, and truly really understanding that connection and working, working on yourself, which isn't easy, <laughs> definitely not easy. Yeah. And like you said, it's like it kind of resurfaced itself again to be like, okay, like once again, you might need to put a pause on what you thought your life needs to look like, but just to focus on yourself and, and forget everything that you think things are supposed to be like. And 
thank goodness you have very supportive people in your life that were able to treat you as a human and come to you as like, I understand that you're going through something that like, this isn't a, a choice that you want to be taking a step back. So I think that's amazing to be able to have such supportive people. And then to reach back out to your therapist, like you said, I think takes a ton of strength and vulnerability to be like, I know I've been here before, but let's, let's revisit, let's like sharpen that knife again and figure out like, what can I pull out of my toolkit right now? And so just to be able to reach out in such a tough time, it sounds like you were able to kind of like master this level of life this time around a lot quicker than maybe you had in the past. Yeah, 100%. And I think you, I had to let go of thinking that therapy was a weakness um, because I have had five therapists in the space of five years, um, four of which shall we say when for me um did yeah just it didn't work for me and I kind of reached a point where I was like maybe therapy isn't for me and maybe like this is not what I need maybe like I'm stronger than this because because what they're trying to teach me or the exercises that we're doing or what we're talking about it's not it's not aligning with anything in me right now um and it was only it was only since I reached out to my fifth therapist that, and it, the first phone call I had with her, um, something was just like different, like instantly different. And I think I'd let go of the, there's kind of a stigma around therapy. I think it's so important for people to realize that therapy is an amazing tool, um, regardless of where you could be the happiest person you are in life if you want to speak to a therapist to just get to know yourself better, it could just be as simple as that. You don't have to be in the darkest time of your life or having the biggest struggle to reach out. Yeah, I was going to say, that's amazing that you were able to like keep trying again because I feel like that is the hardest part. It, well, one, even wanting and like kind of making that first step to go to therapy, but then two, to keep trying when it's not a good fit. And that's what I tell people is the first person you call is most of the times not going to be like the person that you're going to stick with forever. And, and that is going to be the only time that therapy is going to be really beneficial if it is someone that you connect with and that you can be vulnerable with, because that's where like the hard work really comes in and where you can kind of like dive into some things a little bit more. So the fact that you were able to keep pushing through and just finding finding it, it until you found someone that worked for you, I think is amazing in itself. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely something that I'm so proud of in my life that I could recognize that that's what I needed at that time. And my therapist is one of the greatest people that I've ever met. And she probably doesn't even realize the impact that she's had on my life and how she's shaped me and, and enabled me to lock, like, sorry, to open doors that were locked inside myself. Um, and, and she's just opened my world to so much more than what I thought it was. And so I just think that the fact that I had to get to that stage in my journey, the fact that I didn't give up and the fact that I eventually found the right person for me, um, it's just, a, it's a tribute to the struggle, but then also the payoff of food. Like it, it's something that I need and that I want. Therefore, like you just you just get it, you you just do, and you yeah. don't think about it. Um, and I think.
think that's the that's the difference in a therapist that is maybe not for you to a therapist that is like your perfect fit yeah yeah and I was even recently listening to a podcast where someone was saying that I mean I do think as a society and a world as a whole we are getting better to talk about like therapy and it doesn't have to just be like a last resort situation like I truly believe every single person on this planet could benefit from therapy and just talking to an unbiased person and you know like you said learn more about yourself but it would be amazing to one day be able to get to a world where like therapy became something like you do for your teeth cleaning or something where like every six months you go and get a check-in, you know? And like, if, if you need to go get a few extra things done on your teeth at that six months, cause like you identified that, like you uncovered something, then like, let's pursue it a little bit longer. But like, if you're feeling good, like, okay, we'll check back in in six months. And it's crazy just how much the mental mindset just overflows into your everyday life. And if that is not like, in some sort of good headspace, then it's just going to overflow into the rest of your workday. And so it just blows my mind that we don't place more of an importance and an emphasis on it. But I am glad to see that I think we are getting better just in talking about it and knowing that, like I said, it doesn't have to just be an emergency thing. Like everyone could benefit from it. A hundred percent. I completely agree. I think it's a, it's definitely where we're in that era of life now where there is the generation gap has never been bigger um like I was speaking to my dad the other day and we were speaking about mental health and he said like honestly when I was your age he was like you did not hear about people struggling you just didn't like people just got on with it and no one ever really said I'm struggling no one ever said like I need help and it, it and people were like afraid to tell like their jobs if they needed to have therapy because then they were afraid that their work would almost punish them for that exactly it was a massive prejudice um massive and I think it's only shifted really in the past couple of years and the shift comes from people having that power the internal power and the internal strength to say yeah you know what I did need therapy and I have no shame about that and the more people that stand up and voice that the more it becomes normal and the more that it becomes like a, a thing that, like you say, like getting your teeth checked, like that it just becomes something that people do to look after themselves. Um, and it's not, it's not a physical, it's not all about your physical being and we can all work out and go and get our checkups done and like do our skincare and like get our hair cut and we could we can all do these things every day and people can physically see that and physically see that the person's looking after themselves but you never know what's inside someone's mind and it's so important to look after yourself mentally it's so so important to to check in um but just to have the recognition of actually like something doesn't feel right and it's the first step and it's so powerful and I think that like we have to kind of applaud as well the older generation who like because my doctors the, the person my the doctor who diagnosed me with a mental health condition is of that generation of my dad or older where that wasn't a thing so we kind of have to applaud them for recognizing it and taking it on because and not being stuck in like the old ways um because that that's how we move forward like 
we can't just wipe out an older generation and start afresh. We're like, okay, everyone great, everyone under 40 or 30 or whatever <laughs> now knows about mental health. So like, let's wait for them to all get older and then we'll be fine. It doesn't <laughs> work like that. Like you, we ha- it, it's, a, it's, it's education and every single person has mental health, every single person. And whether your mental health be in perfect shape or whether your mental health be struggling a little bit and you need a bit of help, everyone just as they do have their own physical health they have their own mental health Um, and it's it's not something to be ignored just because it's invisible yeah absolutely and I just love that you're talking about it and willing to be open and share your experience with others because as you mentioned that's the only way that we're going to break the stigma and make other people feel comfortable to open up about their journey and so you said that this has been recent where are you kind of at with your process yeah so currently in life I feel very I'm, I'm I've said to my friends actually I went for a walk with my friend the other day and I said do you know what I'm having like, I'm having a quarter life crisis <laughs> I I want I want so much change in my life at the minute but at the same time I have never been more certain of the person that I am um and it's 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 a beautiful thing really like I didn't think that I would ever get to this point in my life um, where I am 100% on who I am and what I deserve and what I want. Um, I've, I've let a lot of people kind of walk all over me in my lifetime and tell me what I should and shouldn't do and be influenced by people and let people hurt me. Um, but I just think that in life, like like I said earlier, you are the only person who's going to spend the, your entire lifetime with yourself. Um, no one else is going to be with you so much and it's so important to have self-appreciation and self-love um and to really understand like the power that you hold within yourself because I think sometimes we get so sucked into the fact that we're one of like nearly eight billion people on the planet and what can I do like as much as I feel like in my life now that I want to change and that I kind of just want to like go explore something or like I don't know, do something completely different for a little bit um just have like a drastic change in my life as much as I want that the core part of me I know is a constant and all these other things may change around me but I'm so secure in the person that I am and who I am and who loves me and who I love and what I deserve as a person as a as a female as a scientist as a sister as a a just as a human being I'm so set in what I am right now and I've I've never felt more at peace with that and that's kind of where I'm currently at and like that's my if I can just help someone recognize that you might not be at that stage yet and trust me it's it's taken me 26 years to get here um but you will get to that stage but, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be a journey. But every journey has a destination at the end of it. Every single journey. And you just have to keep going and knowing that you'll get there. Yeah. And it's something that there's no roadmap for. There's no manual for how to find yourself or figure out like what you want out of life. I think it just comes down to getting comfortable with yourself. And like you said, kind of accepting yourself and knowing how to say no to others because it's going to benefit you and being selfish in a way 
because being selfish and treating yourself is in turn going to make you a better person. And that's why they always say like, put on your own oxygen mask before you can kind of help others. And so especially being a scientist and like a middle child, I feel like those are both both titles that you want to help people and you want to be there for others. And so what are some ways that like you are able to provide self-love or do something for yourself? Have you learned any strategies recently? Yeah. So I've recently just, I just put an Instagram story up actually um, when I went on a walk saying like, this is your daily reminder to do something for yourself today. Um, And one of the most important things that I've learned recently is that if you need to say something or you've got something on your chest or you need to like to voice something, something's playing on your mind, then just do it. Just say it. Just literally get it out because otherwise it's just going to stay trapped and you're just going to go round and round and round and round in circles just to get that thing off your chest and let go of it. It can bring you so much peace or physically um, if you want to do a workout or if you want to go and eat some chocolate, go and eat some chocolate, like get your endorphins up. Um, you just need to do what, what you need to do in that moment in time to, to really like look after yourself and remember that you can get love from so many things in life. But if you don't love yourself, you're never going to appreciate the love that you get from other things. And little by little, it adds up. And you'll get to a place eventually where you're like, you don't have to think about it because your actions become a form of self-love because you're so used to then doing what you need to do for yourself. Yeah, almost kind of becomes a habit. So I yeah. love that. Well, thank you so much, Alicia, just for coming on and opening up and sharing about your life journey. And it's so, like I said, it's just amazing to hear and see what people have gone through and know that life is not always going to be easy. It doesn't always just come as soon as you think it's going to happen. But like, if you keep just persevering and keep trying and not giving up, like that's just the ultimate secret to life is those that are successful, they're only successful because they never gave up when all of their plan A through Z didn't work. They just kept trying something different. And I think that's what everyone needs to just keep doing. Just keep on pushing through and keep on trying. 100% yeah that's my motto (laughs) love it well just to close up we'll play the countdown question game the three two one so I feel like this is something that we always touch on like in the podcast but just to like wrap up your thoughts what would you say are three of the biggest life lessons that you've learned through your story um so major life lessons are that you are your own biggest fan you have to be your own biggest fan and when you truly appreciate that that's when life will open up so many doors that you didn't realize were there in front of you um and then the the beauty and vulnerability and being able to allow that to flow and feel it and to sit with that again all of these things that, that you don't really think that you need to do or feel uncomfortable so you try and avoid I just think if you can sit in that and allow yourself to feel it, that your life will be so beautiful, um, more beautiful in, in ways that you didn't even think that could happen. Um, so that's probably the, the major life lesson is be vulnerable, like get vulnerable, get upset, get, feel hair, like feel all that you need to feel because every feeling is temporary and 
you'll grow into such a beautiful person by allowing yourself to do that. Yeah, every feeling is important. So I encourage everyone to feel their feels because if you don't, they'll find you later. (laughs) two truths and a lie. So I'll play with you, but I'll let you start off with yours. Okay. So, right. I'm going to try and trick you here. How can I say this? (laughs) Right. We'll go with it. Okay. So um, two truths and one lie. So I try and go on at least five holidays a year because that's my escape. I have a horse called Lola um, who I can't actually ride because she's very temperamental and um when I was four I broke my arm and so now I'm double jointed oh those are all all good ones I'm gonna say the lie is that you have a horse named Lola yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) wow I was actually surprised I was like I don't know because that was pretty detailed so that's funny so you have a cat you're a cat person I have a cat I don't know if I'm a cat person. <laughs> definitely, she's definitely very temperamental for sure. <laughs> she's not the nicest of cats, let's say that. Okay, let's see if I can trick you. And I'm always, I feel bad for people that listen if they listen often. I'm like, I hope I'm not telling the same things because it's hard to come up with them like every I know, week. It's very hard. <laughs> okay. Um, so I have flown a plane before. I have run two half marathons and I am a horrible singer. I am going to say, oh, that's really tricky. (laughs) I think because you've got such a peaceful voice, you're not going to be a horrible singer. So I don't think you're a horrible singer. That one is true. I actually am so tone deaf. Like that was something when I came out with my podcast, I was so nervous about my voice because I was like, oh, it's so like boring and tone deaf. And everyone's like, it's peaceful. I'm like, you know what? I like that perspective a lot better. So I'm going to take that. It is. It's so peaceful. That's awesome. You're a bad singer as people told you you're a bad singer. Oh, it is a well-known fact I'm a bad singer. It's not just my thoughts. Like everyone is well aware that I can't sing a note to save my life. Join the club, join the club. (laughs) But the lie is that I've ran two half marathons. I'm not a runner at all. And past year, my goal was to run like a 5K and then uh, the pandemic hit and all the runs got canceled. And since then, I'm like, you know, we'll see if I get there eventually. You'll get there. I, I just literally started running actually a couple months ago. And um, yeah, it's definitely something I was like, I could never do this. And then I've got, I recently got 5K in 25 minutes. So if I can do it, trust me. You That's amazing. You can do it. Yeah, you you 100% can do it. It's mind over matter. Definitely. Yeah, that's what I hear. So I like to hear that more. Love it. And then the last question, what is one positivity act that you can challenge yourself and others to do this week? Um, so positivity act would be just to check in. So check in on three people this week who maybe you haven't spoken to or you have lost contact with or you haven't heard from in a while. Um, just check in, just drop a, hey, how are you doing? Just had just thought about you um, and see where it takes you because it might lead you to a magical conversation that you didn't realize that you needed you needed to have 
Yeah, I love that because I think it's so easy just to get caught up in our day-to-day routine of just focusing on going to work and going to our next meeting or workout or whatever that sometimes we just need to hear those little reminders to be like, you know what, I haven't texted that person recently. And like you said, you never know where it can go for both of you. So it's awesome. 100%, yeah. Well, once again, Alicia, thank you so much. And if people wanted to reach out and find you, find a little more positivity in their day, where could they do that? So they can find me on Instagram under the handle at underscore world of wellness underscore, um, where if you want little poems or affirmations or a little bit of positivity, I sometimes do series on like the Zodiacs um, and what you can do to help yourself and help others. Um, yeah, just hop on there and see if you like anything, if you want, reach out. And yeah, I'm always open for a chat. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Alicia. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Are you guys ready for the positive perspective of the week? So this week's positive perspective, I found this story online and I just loved it. So there was this woman who was walking out at Outback Steakhouse after she had just ate. And when she walked out, she looked over and saw this older man that was sitting down, looked half asleep, and she just approached him and asked, like, hey, are you doing okay? Like, can I help you with anything? And he just kind of let her know, like, no, I've been really struggling and let her in a little bit. And so she was like, you know what? I have this Outback gift card that I just got, $100. Why don't you take this and go have a meal? This woman didn't know this man, she barely knew his story, but she just saw that he was struggling and that he could use a meal in that moment. And so he was so gracious, took her up on that offer and took the gift card and went in and got a delicious meal at Outback Steakhouse. And while he was sitting there, he actually had an opportunity to chat with the manager. Manager sat down with him, kind of heard a little bit about his story and was like, you know, like, I want to help you. I can tell, like, you have a good heart. You're a good worker. Would you like a position here as maybe like a busboy? So just from that first woman's kind interaction, and she had no idea, he went in, not only got a meal, changed his day, but then turned around to change his life because now he has a job that he can go to. So manager also also heard this man was homeless and just really struggling. So she went home and posted on her Facebook and asked her community, was like, do you guys know of any uh, affordable housing, affordable apartments, affordable hotels, anything I can do for one of my employees? And actually her community came together and they raised enough money to get him a six-week stay at an extended stay hotel. Like, Oh, it just gives me chills. It was just so crazy that that first woman's kind interaction that she probably left there and yeah, she felt good, but I wish she knew that like it wasn't just that moment. It wasn't just that good feeling. Like like I said, she didn't just change his day. She changed his whole life and, and now he's been able to save for the past few weeks to try and afford a rental place and he's really trying to turn his life around and so like I feel like I say all the time, you guys, you never know who needs your kindness out there. You never know what that little bit of kindness can do to that person or to yourself. So if you have any moment to maybe go a little bit above and beyond for someone, I just highly encourage you to take it at every chance that you can because I don't think that you'll ever regret being kind in a situation. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Positive Perspectives. And remember, guys, to keep spreading positivity because I truly think it's contagious. Love you guys. 
Hey friends, thanks so much for sticking around and listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you enjoyed, what topics you'd like to hear, and it would really mean a lot to me. Episodes will be released every Wednesday, and you guys can also find me on Instagram at Positive Perspectives Podcast. Thanks guys, and tune in next week for another dose of positivity.